0: Good morning and welcome to Organic Matters here on KVLF in Alpine, Texas. Appreciate you tuning in every Saturday morning here and do tell your friends about us. The show is uh, always a little bit about gardening, even in this part of the country, this time of year. That's what the part of the show will be about today and healthy living and now with all of us sort of stuck in place the way we are, maybe more, a few things more about home than I used to talk about. So anyway, let's get on with the show, Organic Matters. As I'm sort of making this healthy at home week, we're going to go into a bunch of ways that I'll say, we'll call it, you can be part of the change instead of part of the problem. A lot of them will fit around the house, others will be things you can do in and around your neighborhood, but in general, it's just a bunch of good ideas I've collected from, uh, gosh, from everybody from Martha Stewart's magazines to the Parade Magazine to books that I have... Uh, I actually get most of my books on Audible now. I actually listen to more of my books than I actually read, but I seem to be better at hearing and learning things, listening than I do reading. It's just the way some people learn uh, over others, whatever works. Try to imagine a cleaner, greener world, one you're proud to inhabit and pass down to future generations. About 50 years ago this month, that same vision galvanized 20 million Americans across the country to celebrate the very first Earth Day. Well, for one thing I've changed in my mind, I, I have now made it Earth Month. So a lot of these things I'll tell you should be sometime this month or anytime, but anytime's better than none. But just let's let's make June from now on part of Earth Month instead of just an Earth Day. To honor that 50-year milestone. And the continued movement as it grows, ever more important today. I've gathered from a number of environmental experts, kind of small but mighty steps you can take to make a positive impact on your home, in your community, and in the world around us. Especially while we're all home more than we were, why don't you try to join the Earth Day Network? They have an aim for the year for the first time to plant 7.8 billion trees. What is that? That's literally a tree for every living person on the planet by the end of this year. So get a shovel, do your part, or put something green in the soil. You know, I don't care if you just plant some basil. Everything counts. I've now recently inherited or acquired... Part of a community garden, so I'm going to be doing a heck of a lot more planting now than I even normally did But anything you could put back into nature will be good for you and good for the planet and again good for future generations And just in general consideration think of little things you don't think about I always mention LED light bulbs eventually make your whole house led light bulbs another if you're a big battery user and i am just because of the number of gadgets i have because doing this show and i do a fair amount of photography and things eventually go to all rechargeable batteries you won't believe the difference in the number of batteries that you can save it's going to cost you a buck or two more initially over time it actually is cheaper number one number two you'll always have batteries available if you just remember to keep some on charge and one other thing I discovered that I read about, and I have owned several, are the tankless water heaters. They can cut your water bill by half for a number of different people if you, if you just use a regular amount of water each year. Think about parking your car. Short drives make up about three-quarters of our total transportation emissions. According to the World Wildlife Fund's Jeanette Hemley, when heading out for quick jaunts, Try to walk, bike, carpool, or if you're in a city, take a bus. It really is far less expensive and far easier on the environment than taking your car. That's not to mention the health benefits of actually getting out and doing something. Although I have to admit I'm truly still a meat eater, I do, number one, try to eat all grass-fed, grass-finished beef and or wild game as much as i can but try to go for a meatless monday every week or meatless monday and meatless wednesdays exchange the meat for a night or two for instance for a legume of sometimes kind, some kind of bean beans and just as good a protein in most cases far less expensive and about 34 times less effects on greenhouse gases than raising a pound of beef and consider farmers markets We have some great farmers markets in our area. All the little towns around uh, all have their own. Of course, we have a really, really nice one here that is open, I think, back again on Fridays. I have to check with it. But uh, absolutely a, a great, great market. I'm gonna bet most of you don't know that even fruit and vegetables grown in this country, not out of the country, travel about 1,500 miles on average before they get into your house. Think of all that gas and refrigeration. Go local. Petition your grocer, the local stores where you are to just stock more homegrown goods or even local bought goods. Good idea for you, fresher for you, and maybe even giving the uh, marketplace a a little bit more of a margin. (laughs) They're needing it right now. The average American eats about 16 pounds of fish and shellfish a year. Driven by that demand, irresponsible fishing practices are hurting many species populations. Look for the Marine Stewardship Council label, it's a little blue seal, at your local retailers wherever you shop for your groceries. It means your salmon, your cod, and other ocean fish were sustainably caught and maintained. And read when you have a choice, try not to buy farmed fish. That always sounds like on the surface it's actually better for the environment and better for you, neither are true. It's harder on the environment, and many farmed-raised fish don't have near the nutrients per ounce as wild fish do. If you have to buy farm-raised fish, please, please try to get them just from here in the United States. There's a lot, a lot of information that shows those grown in Vietnam, but number one is China are just not taken care of. They use chemistry and all kinds of antibiotics to just to get them raised up to send them to us. you got to question then if there's uh, enough value in the fish to justify eating it. So might be willing to pay a little bit more, but get wild-caught sockeye, salmon, Get wild-raised fish as much as you can. I understand tilapia raised in the United States to be pretty, pretty good and pretty safe, but tilapia from other countries, really a questionable food. Let me add one of my little factoids here. I don't know why I don't find a better word for that. The United States wastes over 150,000 tons of food every 24 hours. 150,000 tons. Think about that in freight cars. Think about packing your freezer. It consumes less energy when it's full. For instance, you can take like... Leftover soup, decant it into a muffin tin or any of these little small um, ramkins, they call them. They're a buck a piece or less. And then you have a serving each time. You don't have to thaw and you keep freezing things. The same thing with, and I've done this since I, for 60 years. My mother did it. We had five boys in the family. When we got our burger meats home, we made them in the individual burgers, a good percentage of it. And then you stack them separate. The real easy way to do that, folks, is not very difficult. You make your burgers, put them on a cookie tin, put them in the freezer for about 10, 12 minutes, and then take them out, put them in the baggies one at a time. They've already semi-frozen. They won't stick. Or if it's really biting, you put a sheet of of parchment paper between it, but you won't have to if you'll just get them partially frozen. You can do the same thing with portions of fish. You can do the same thing, for that matter, if you buy larger steaks. Go ahead and cut them and make them into the portions that you're going to be able to serve. You could pull out how many if an extra person shows up. Boy, is it easy. And you don't, it's much more efficient on you and your freezer. And a full freezer might be, as uh, in today's values, as inexpensive a way as you can store most of your food. And another bug of mine, single-use plastics. Just think about this. Think of a garbage truck dumping its contents into the ocean every minute to 24 hours a day. That's what they do. We currently dump into our oceans eight million tons of plastic every year and it's growing every year. Think about reusable bags already, okay? The average American family hauls about 1,500 plastic shopping bags home a year. That's according to the Center for Biological Diversity that's been studying it for years. Each one does its job on the average in most families for about 12 minutes, but takes about 500 years to break back down once you throw it away. Use totes and reusable bags. Put a bunch in your car. Save them. There was a thing, well, if you don't, they get dirty. Well, wash them if they're that kind. Get, make an, and, and make it a habit. I'll tell you how you'll break it pretty soon if you don't do this. When I go into the store to buy something and I don't take a bag, I go ahead and have them load it back into my cart and I put it in my car. Or I make them hold it and I actually go get my bags if I'm with them. You do that a few times and guess what? Those reusable bags become a part of your body. Uh, and you'll, you'll hardly ever forget them. The other one, ladies, is and men, because I carried them on a belt loop, used to, they make these little nylon bags that fold up smaller than a package of cigarettes, but open up enough to carry 20 pounds of groceries. Why not just have one with you all of the time? And here's another bugaboo we can all help with very simply more than a billion pounds of pesticides are used annually. And that's not counting a lot of it used by industrial agriculture these days. So in case you don't want to do the math yourself, there's about 330,000 of us in the United States. That's over 30 pounds for every human that lives in the United States. 30 pounds of pesticide. Think about it. But you don't need them at all for a beautiful lawn. You don't need them to make beautiful tomatoes or vegetables. Not only do they endanger humans, wildlife and the environment now, but many of them are designed to last for years and years, lingering in our environment and doing damage for a long time after they were initially used. And finally for this session, let's talk about toxic cleaning products. Double whammy alert! They put your health at risk when you use them and threaten aquatic life at the other end of the drain. Look for a Blue and Green Environmental Protection Agency Safer Choice label to steer clear of noxious chemicals to use around your home, around your children, and around your pets. And that's kind of it. I'm going to make this. I could go on. I have a bunch more. I think I'm going to do them in a couple of uh, sessions. But thanks for uh, These are just little ideas of which every little one doesn't seem like it's a big value to you. But it all adds up. I look at it this way. I learned this saying many many years ago from an old minister in the south where I was raised. If everyone lit just one little candle, what a bright world we'd all be living. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters here on KVLF in Alpine.